This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, August 27th, and let's talk about the weather. Well, today began as a cool, cloudy day west of the Cascade Crest, but there's plenty of sun to the east. However, an improving trend is before us, and I think we can have a near-perfect weekend. Yesterday, a cold front moved through, bringing clouds, light showers, and even a Puget Sound convergence zone over the North Sound. Now, the moisture remains on the west. There's still clouds in the satellite picture, but conditions will improve this afternoon, with highs jumping into the upper 60s, which seem kind of cool over western Washington, and mid-80s over the Columbia Basin to the east. On Saturday and Sunday, a ridge of high pressure will build in aloft, with lots of sun and temperatures climbing to the mid-70s over western Washington and near 90 degrees to the east. A thermal trough of low pressure will build from California into southwest Oregon on Saturday, resulting in increasing northerly winds, winds from the north, from Portland to Bellingham. So it'll be kind of breezy, but the temperatures will be nice. But this beautiful weather over the weekend, highs in the mid-70s and much of western Washington and Oregon, will be short-lived as an upper trough of low pressure moves in from off the Pacific on Monday and Tuesday, with highs in western Washington only peaking in the upper 60s, accompanied by lots of clouds. Now, this upper-level trough will move out midweek, allowing temperatures to increase into the lower to mid-70s in western Washington, uh, and into the 80s and maybe even near 90 in the eastern part of the state. Uh, There are no heat waves in sight, just typical weather for this time of the year. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. We are now entering the most dangerous time of the year for major wildfires west of the Cascade Crest. So why are major west side fires basically limited to late August and September here in the Pacific Northwest. And what are the specific conditions that produce large, catastrophic wildfires over the coastal zone and the western interior? All will be revealed in this blog. I should note that I am currently researching this very topic, and I'm working on a paper which I hope to publish next year on it. Let's begin with a look at the historical major fires west of the Cascade Crest from Eugene, Oregon through the Canadian border. It turns out that nearly every one of these fires occurred in August and September. Let me give you a few examples. Remember the September 2020 wildfires over the Western Oregon Cascades last year? It was amazing. They began on September 7th, and they covered nearly a million acres. How about the 2018 Eagle Creek fire that was east of Portland, started by some fireworks? 50,000 acres 
and it began on September 2nd. Or looking back, the Great Forks Fire on the Olympic Peninsula in 1951 covered 38,000 acres and started on September 20th. Going back even further, the great historical 1933 Kilimuk burn, 240,000 acres, began on August 15th. The famous 1929 Dole Valley Fire in Skamania County, 227,000 acres, and it's just started on September 5th. And certainly one of the most famous fires on the western side of the Cascades, the 1902 Yakul Fire that was mainly north of the Columbia Gorge and encompassed 240,000 acres, and it started on September 8th. I can give you so many more examples, but the picture is clear. Virtually every major west side fire in our region, west of the Cascade Crest, began during late summer or early fall. But why this time of the year? It turns out that there is an essential meteorological ingredient required to produce such large fires in the normally moist west side forests. So let's talk about those essential ingredients. First, there is the issue of the drying of the surface fuels. The western half of the northwest has a Mediterranean climate, believe it or not, with wet winters and dry summers. And this is particularly true of the western slopes of the Cascades and the coastal mountains from the Olympics to the Oregon coastal terrain, a Mediterranean climate. So the surface fuels from grasses to logging slash and falling trees and other vegetation are too dry to burn from October through early summer. But our exceptionally dry summers, drier even than the southwest United States, allows the progressive drying of the fuels during the summer. And by midsummer, these surface fuels are dry enough to burn during a, a normal year. You don't need an exceptional year. Even during a normal year, they're dry enough to burn. But we generally don't get large west side fires in, during most summers. And that's because these major fires west of the Cascade Crest have another requirement. Strong easterly winds. And a reminder to all of you, easterly winds means winds from the east. Now, strong easterly winds are necessary for wildfires west of the Cascade Crest for two reasons. First, such winds are generally quite dry, with relative humidities that can be as low as 5 to 10 percent. And low humidity, low relative humidity, helps fire. Why do easterly winds produce low humidity? because the air starts over the arid eastern side of the Cascades, starting with little moisture. And as the air descends the regional mountains, the, the temperatures warm as the air is compressed, going from lower pressure aloft to higher pressure in the surface. So the temperature is warm as the air is compressed as it sinks, which, is, which causes relative humidity to plummet. Why? Because warm air can hold more water vapor than cooler air. 
and relative humidity is the ratio of the amount of water vapor in the air divided by the maximum amount of water vapor air can hold. So relative humidity drops when the temperature warms. Easterly winds obviously prevent the cool, moist air from the Pacific from bathing the western side of our region, discouraging fire. But there is more. When easterly winds are strong, they both help start, maintain, and expand fires. Strong winds provide more oxygen to fires and can push embers and firebrands far in, in advance of the flames. And such winds, such strong easterly winds, can actually start fires by dropping trees or branches on power lines, spark, causing sparks that ignite the fires. Uh, strong winds can damage infrastructure, causing fire. And strong winds can cause campfires and refuse burns to expand out of control. I have examined the meteorology of all the major West Side wildfires as part of my research, and all of them have been associated with strong easterly winds. And now this is getting interesting. Strong easterly winds mainly occur during the late summer and early fall. Why is that? Well, during the summer, during the early and midsummer, high pressure dominates over the eastern Pacific, with lower pressure over the heated interior of the continent. And the warm air becomes less dense, and that causes the pressure to fall in the interior. So with high pressure offshore and lower pressure inland, that tends to cause cool, moist, westerly winds to move into the west side of the northwest. That's why our summers are relatively mild. But during the late summer and early fall, the offshore high pressure, that East Pacific high, tends to weaken. And as the interior of the continent starts to cool, cool high pressure areas can develop east of the Cascade Crest. And high pressure east of the Cascade Crest results in strong easterly flow with air accelerated, accelerating from the high pressure over the interior to the lower pressure on the coasts. So cooling in the interior promotes high pressure because cool air is more dense than warm air. So by late summer and early fall, all the ingredients for, mess, for major west side fires are in place. The fuels are dry and strong easterly flow is present. Exactly the conditions that resulted in the major fires of last September. And now a surprising finding. Will global warming increase or decrease the strong easterly flow of late summer? The best science suggests that this easterly flow will weaken under global warming, working against west side fires. Why? because the warming occurs preferentially east of the Cascade Crest. And the warming weakens the high pressure that drives the easterly flow, right? So cold, high pressure to the east of the crest is important to getting that easterly flow. And, now, and the high pressure will weaken as global warming preferentially warms the interior. 
These results are confirmed by high-resolution climate simulations for our region. Finally, what about this year? Well, we haven't had any of these major easterly flow events and major wildfires yet, and according to the latest forecasts, there is no hint of a major easterly flow event during the next week. So don't worry about West Side Fire happening soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.